Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Magician Nelson Lugo. Hi, I'm nerdcore rapper Schaefer the Dark Lord. We're best friends who hate each other's guts. And we co-host the Epic Podcast. A monthly show in which we discuss comic books, video games, television, movies, our debilitating emotional problems, and Batman. So much Batman. That's the Epic Podcast on the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Be safe, internets. Bye. Seriously, so much Batman. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is brought to you by the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. last left you guys you'd entered through this giant bulkhead and you were confronted with a scene i'm going to describe the scene in greater detail this room is smaller in size compared to the other domes you've seen and it's filled with all those disjointed ghosts that travel around and splinter and reform and there are smaller screens depicting images above kiosks and they're at odd angles and clearly none of this looks like it was meant to function this way And the screens, there's more incomprehensible images. It's hard to interpret it. The walls are smooth all around, except for the western wall, which looks as though it once had an impossibly large pane of glass that allowed a view through to the area beyond. But only pieces of that glass-like material remain around the rim of the aperture, as it appears to have been destroyed, though it's impossible to tell how long ago that was. But the pieces that remain around the rim suggest that it was several feet thick. Beyond the shattered window is a 10-foot gap between the aperture, and some metallic scaffolding. And the scaffolding is built around a large cylindrical object, you're assuming, stretching an unknown distance both above and below. You can't see around it from where you're standing, but if the curve is consistent, you could guess it's around 60 feet in diameter. Mm -hmm. Forsha stands on the scaffolding, and she has her back to the opening. Her hands are busy manipulating an array of floating shapes, the same material as the ghostly objects and everything that you've seen. And her movements are uncharacteristically practiced at this moving with the confidence of an expert. 70 feet from you, near the opposite end of the room, is the black-feathered Calavon. Scorches mar his blue and white mantle, and above his head floats a rotating glyph with twirling luminescent daggers the size of spears. And as the glyph rotates, the dagger-like shapes detach at high speed and impact against the shimmering barrier that has sealed the gap that was left by the broken window. New projectiles constantly replenish it as the glyph turns, maintaining a constant fusillade. Calavon's face is stiff with fury, and his eyes are locked on Forsha. 
Galavan speaks. Corrupt as you are, you cannibal cretin, you will know justice. Forsha kind of nods and grunts like, mm-hmm. Though your blasphemy here trumps even the devouring of flesh of my beloved flock, you truly are a loathsome beast. And Forsha turns to look at him, taking you guys in as well. And she looks at Calavon. Her muzzle and front is caked with blood, with a voice you haven't heard before. This old girl just gets so damn hungry. And haven't you got other things to worry about? And he nods to you guys. Thanks for giving us up, dickhead. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Yeah, we had the element of surprise. Okay, out of character, Forsha is fucking dope. I don't know what the hell's going on, but it's so fucking cool. <laughs> it's weird if you knew her before, because it's now like a little sad. She banged Keith. Yeah, Nesbit, right. not Keith. <laughs> Whatever. It's important to notice. Yeah, I didn't there fuck There is Keith. a slight detection. <laughs> <laughs> she banged Weasel Man. If it, it's fine if you just did Forsha's accent, though. I mean, I could close my eyes and pretend. Like, we can do this. I'm hairy enough. Right. <laughs> I'm being pumped. Clear, clear the board. Clear the table. Somewhere right now, Katie is like, I feel like I should be somewhere. <laughs> so Calavon turns away from her for the first time, shocked and then furious at your appearance. Forsha says, Not surprising the head of the way forward has blinders on. Calavon stands, puffing up his feathers, making him look twice as large. And he yells, Interlopers! Infidels! All in league with this monster must perish. He raises his clawed, feathered hands. Ice starts to coalesce in two spots in the room, and then the clumps form limbs. Two of them form 20 feet apart from each other. He has created two ice golems in two different shapes. One of them is bipedal and large, and the other one is quadrupedal, and it looks a little faster. Both larger than any of you. And I need battle order. 28. You go first. All right. Obed nervously looks around and goes... Who's the bad guy? Uh, that guy. That guy's definitely the bad guy. Did you hire the two Howards? He scoffs. Useless. Same as you. That's all I need to know. Hey, Forsha. It's us, you remember? <laughs> we work together. She just kind of scoffs and turns her back and continues what she was doing. Oh, hey, Forsha. Remember, like, a couple days ago? Like, the archaeology? <laughs> she looks very busy. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Kelton is going to advance to the quadruped, and then I'm going to have Esmond take the shot on the smaller of the two giant ice golems. All right. Let's see it. 11. Hit. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> Six damage. Do they stay melty? What, were the fire hits? Yeah. These things are so cold mm-hmm. that it doesn't melt. Your fire took a chunk off. I, I think the force of the blow would matter more than the heat. Yeah, and you got to imagine these are so cold that fog is falling off of them the entire time. Oh, spooky. Calavon points at Kelton, and Kelton gets malediction. Boosh. Boom. The bipedal ice golem, the one that got struck by Esmond, runs forward up to Kelton and tries to hit him with a slam. 16. Oof. Hits. Oof. Whoa. Oh. Rolled boxcars on two of them. It's 3d6, and it rolled two sixes and a one. So we got 13 damage to Kelton. Well, at least there's not a you know plus on that. It's just straight 3d6. Straight 3d6. All right, that's pretty nice. Frickety frack. Even with like, is whack. But even Fuck, with like a plus three, that's enormous. Suck. Oh, my God. They're bad news. Ah. Shit, Galen is, like, so surprised that Kelton got fucked up as early as he did. Gosh diddly. 
she's gonna hold her turn. <laughs> I I was seriously fucking thinking about holding my turn. And Don't so, like, you fucking do it. <laughs> hey, every time I do it, I win. You win. Yeah, I get like a lot of kill points or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever this silly game you guys play is. <laughs> yeah, I get all that. So, um, shit. Do I know the range of these things? You do not. Frick. Their arms look pretty long. For real? Well, no, the, the bipedal one's arms are very long. Do they look like they shoot lasers? They do not look like they shoot lasers. Okay, well, the centipede didn't look like he shot lasers either. And he didn't. What did he do with the thing? Uh, he shot hell vomit. <sighs> What if they... There was a thing that shot lasers, but it was not the centipede. Whatever. Okay. Um, I also, like, wonder, because, like, I could move Kitty Corner to Kelton and try to do, like, a stab thing, but does, like, ice take poison? Can you, like, poison frozen water? How give me it... a survival check. Difficulty 10. Yeah. I will give you the answer. Do I add my plus five? Yes. And your intelligence. That's, that's zero. <laughs> <laughs> that was much as you expect. Um, it's 16 plus okay. 5. You you seriously doubt that they can be envenomed. <laughs> but you think that Calavon can be. I was about to say. Save that and it might Calavon be worth anyway. envenoming the blade now to yeah. hit him later. Mm. I always oh, yeah. Like, it stays envenomed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah shit. I forgot about and that. It still just that's... does damage on the initial attack. Kaylene is feeling a little salty and juicy at the same time. She's like. Ooh. Salty yeah. juice. Yeah. She saw the like weird looking crow guy get all puffed up and it was like fuck yeah I'm gonna get puffed up too. Oh so she knows she, what this means. Yeah. yeah. She a bird to bird. So Gaylene also puffs up but you can't really notice it because her sweater is like really cozy and warm so it like holds down her puff but she's puffing. Okay. And she moved five spaces. I'm gonna write that on. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Please continue. <laughs> um, she moved five spaces. She's now Behind Kelton, but also within reach of the bipedal golem. She's going to do Venom Strike. Uh, 14. That 14 is a hit. Yas! Uh, I got a 12 and a 5. Do I have anything else? Plus 2. What do I have? Plus two? Oh, plus that. Okay. Double your strength. <laughs> There's a no, damage worksheet. Yeah. 12, 5, and 2. Okay, 12, 5, and 2. Yeah. Is 19? Yeah. Yes, honey. Calavon goes again. The quadruped moves. And it moves in on Kelton, closing the gap. Whoa. Takes a swing at Kelton. Natty one. Then Calavon moves closer to the west to line up a shot against Obed. Actually, against Nesbitt, who he sees as one of the primary problems with the world <laughs> i was gonna say yeah. he's never even fucking met me we fucking hate each other <laughs> how has he met this group and decides i'm the person he hates <laughs> like, yeah, I, and I mean he, i did it oh was he like under you and you didn't pay him <laughs> Plus one yeah. thank you it has been a minute since i've had some he produces a rod from his sleeve from his wizard sleeve yeah from his wizard sleeve <laughs> his rod charges up and uh, it's a very impressive rod. Fire shoots out of it as Burning Lance targets Nesbitt. Fuck. Mm. Ooh, that hits. That's a hit. That's uh, a natty 14. This fucking... But isn't that fire, doesn't it? Yes. So he's multi-class, fire, ice. 
Oh no! He rolled two d8s on two d and got two eights. Nesbit, you dead? Nesbit takes. You ready for this? Twenty three points of damage. Oh, that's a lot because you're only like twenty nine. Yep. You're like almost dead. You didn't even do anything. It basically critted. Yeah, (laughs) he rolled max damage. Wow. Shit. Big puffy boy. Yeah, he's puffy boy is angry. Like he's he's clearly multi-class. All right, guys, we need to spend some. He is is tougher than you. Um, While he's doing that, to put on my disguise kit is that. (laughs) um, What action is that? Is that? It's like a full minute. I'm. Okay, but it's my couple turns. Which is a whole rotation. Ten turns. All right. I mean, we have them. We might as well use them, don't you think? Is, is Especially if a, we're going to die soon. Yeah. Is using a potion, because I'm going to bring this up now, is using that in, uh, an attack action or a move action? I think... I was wondering. Uh, I think it's got to be a move action. Okay. To use one. I was thinking, hoping, rather. I mean, I think but. it's normally an attack action. It takes your attack action to drink a potion. Maybe it takes a move to, to get it and a move to drink it. I think that's mm. more fair. A move to get it, move to drink it. Unless don't um, don't you get to stow things as a swift action? Being would it be a swift action? I think that's step three, scoundrel. Actually, yeah, yeah. It's a move. It's a move to get it and move to stow it. And we'll make extra rules for alchemists where they just get to chuck like, that like shit, stow it in his belly. No, it's to pull it out or put it away. Keith, if it wasn't a move, I'd give you my bracelet. It's a hang in there with a kitty bracelet. <laughs> Nesbit advances up into the fray adjacent to Galen. He's thinking. I already fucking hated you, and after that shit, we're having none of that lifesteal on on Calavon. Oh, nice. Okay, let's see it. Gonna put three on this. Okay. Another die? Yep. Jesus. Oh, no. Fourteen. That is a miss. He spent three momentum and rolled a natty one, and the three momentum were not enough to bring it to a hit. No. So this is a... A momentous failure? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a momentous failure. It's a critical fail. The Ice Golem gets to make an opportunity attack against Nesbitt. So... I do have a question about this. Please. Would you be aware that you're in a threatened range beforehand? Yes. Was he aware of that? Well, actually, no, I don't know that you would. Okay. So you would if they were using something like a spear mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. that kind of thing, but... In this case, I don't but think so. But looking at arms... Is... Yeah, his, I said his arms were long. You didn't yeah. but the other like one a, wasn't. Like a spider or an at-at? Yeah, it takes a swing at Nesbitt. That's a hit. That's a hit. 3d6. Here it comes. <gasps> that's it. Game over, bros. Yep. Yep, that's Done. It. Nesbitt's dead. Permanently? Well, what is the rule on that again? So, is it... Uh, okay. So Nesbitt takes 11 damage. Okay. And you drop to zero. Anything over the health that you had remaining adds to your death score. If your death score equals your remaining momentum, you die. So now the glyph that has not moved from where Calavon was kneeling is still rotating. It turns and focuses on you and Damn. starts throwing things at you. Some bitch. Cool. So a spear shoots out and it attacks Obed. Hits. 9016. Does four damage. Obed. That glyph. Is that anything you know anything about? Uh, I'll check. Uh, 25. 25, definitely. You don't know this ritual, but you've seen things like this. It requires a certain amount of concentration from Calavon, and he is near his limit for concentration. This looks, this all looks very complicated to maintain. Additionally, you know that taking damage may not, unless it's over a certain amount, but if he gets knocked flat, if he gets distracted, anything like that, the ritual will end. Mm, okay. Do I need to relay all that in character? Can I say I relay that? 
relate. you can tell you can give advice but like you probably wouldn't share all of that okay so, so like you can make a judgment call and then yell something like a course of action so based on that i say guys he's working really hard to keep that magic up i think if we do enough to him we could stop that all from happening he says, silence you don't know what you're talking about no none I, of none of that's true i i i no i studied no you did not <laughs> He's a liar, like all of you. I'm an archaeologist. Him, I believe. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Damn. Aw. I think Aileen is slowly falling in love with the puffy bird man. Makes sense. That would be an amazing heel turn. <laughs> I think she is. She, she doesn't really care for us anyway. <laughs> this is an elaborate mating ritual. Esmond is going to move into range of Calavon, move his already spawned fireball up and then cast Rogue Star with three momentum against Colavon. Okay, let's see it. Come on, bitch. Yes! 27. That is a hit. Math it up. Yeah. Just tossing it one-handed at him, like oh, fastball sweet. style. All right. 20 damage. Wow. That is exactly enough to Whoa! end the ritual. Yeah! <laughs> Plus one momentum. Yeah! yeah! Yeah, yeah, at least spent two. <laughs> Hell yeah. See, I had a method to asking things. So Obed is going to move up to be behind Gaylene and the unconscious Nesbit. He's going to step into his aspect of hope. So he's going to turn tropical yellow, plus one to ally attacks, plus two to ally healing, and plus two to ally skills. Wait, do I have to heal him over his death score? No. Oh, oh well, that's really good to know. If you wanted to heal me instead, because I'm down seven, you could also hit one of the ice skulls. He can hit, he can bring him to full. Yeah, that's true one too. I mean that too, but I was just being selfish. Since yours is a heal, is the only requirement that you have to be within melee range adjacent, adjacent to the person. But there's not up to hit. No. no. Okay. Good. Okay. That's... I just say, hey, you idiot, stand up. Okay. You're not hurt. That's much yep. better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, it, it is actually a waste of time for me to throw a, a mini heal when you can use a full heal on someone who's dead. So Obed's going to put his hands behind his head and go, So, so 19, so it hits. 19 to hit? Yes, 19 yeah, to hit. Definitely. 6 to damage and 9 health to you. Nice, thank nice. you. Kelton is going to disengage to be in front of Nesbitt. He's going to lean down, grab Nesbitt by his lapels, and say, Um, you know, we're fighting over here. <laughs> if you're done with your nap, you want to stand up and do something, you know, we, we would appreciate it. I know the other guys, like, they'd be into it. And thus, bring you back to full health. What? Shit. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Like, I mean, if you're I, into it, whatever. Yeah, no, I, you're great. I'm promoting you to assistant manager. I'm already the manager, so... I am the manager. Weasel Man, <laughs> we have been through this. She told me I'm the manager. L- literally not now. Pulled literally of, not yeah. now. Pulled out of the grasp of death itself. <laughs> no, he did that because he didn't want to pay us. There's a time and a place for everything. This is not it. What's wrong with right now? <laughs> Wait a minute. Does Gaylene have that can I speak to your manager haircut? Yes. <laughs> yeah. She hides it under her hat. Yeah. She pulls star. it out. It's a special power when she needs it. <laughs> it's it's I yeah. know who the manager was the whole time. <laughs> she's it's, got, all, it's all in the sweater. She's got plus eight to speak to your manager. <laughs> <laughs> Kelton would like to take a shot. Probably a warning strike. Yeah. Before you do that, I need Nesbitt to roll a d6. 
Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh. Five. Paranoia. Paranoia. For Good. two Perfect. combat encounters. Holy shit. Cannot benefit from ally buffs, which means plus ones, that kind of thing. And you can't do that heal over time to him. Holy shit. You cannot be granted attacks or movement from allies. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. But you can still be healed. Yes. He, he doesn't have to roll every rotation now. It's just every no. time he falls down his yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. 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 And uh, does my oh, God, death score that's... revert now, or am I still... You are healed to full. There's zero every... death score now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what a the... cool fucking mechanic, though. I love all of that. Yeah. God, it, that, that just changes death. the encounter but again. But that just makes death so much more interesting. I'm yeah. glad he's not concussed. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Kelton is going to use overwhelming strike on the ice golem in front of him. The, the bipedal. bipedal. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Oh, no. It bounced off the edge of my paper. It was on a 20, and then yeah. it's a 3. Yeah. That's oh, ridiculous. Fuck. It's a 3-5. That's a miss, but great turn, plus yeah. one momentum. Damn nabbit. Calavon, incensed at the rogue star, curses under his breath, and maligns Esmond. You now have malediction upon you. Okay. Lady, no. She's in love. Lady, no. She's in love. <sighs> no. Lady, no. You guys are the worst. Did you see? You saw how hard your character would Y'all have Y'all are seen. always like, Gaylene, we're always mad at you because you never move. You always skip your turn. <laughs> Gaylene wants to do something cool and fun. Y'all are like, no, Gaylene, don't do something cool and no, fun. No, I'm just saying Gaylene would have also seen how hard Keith got fucking pummeled. Gaylene sees what's going on. She is falling more and more in love with the puffy bird man. She wants to, like, be near him. If she had a heart, it would go, like, doki-doki. That's anime. If she had a heart. For, like, your heart. <laughs> if she had a heart. Actually, well, she's all, like, she's all hollow bones. Yeah. The heart's a bone. Well, the ribcage no, is the, bones. No, the bones go in the heart. Or, no, the, the heart... <laughs> The heart goes in the bone. If the bones are hollow, there's no heart. Yeah, yeah. The rib cage is made of bones, and your bones are hollow, so yeah. there's nothing so, in the yeah. rib cage. No. Yeah. So um, she's gonna go around, and she's gonna go towards the puffy bird man. She wants to give him her bracelet. She wants to give him her bracelet. Yeah, her um, sweet hang in there with a kitty bracelet. If you give him an item that buffs him. I think it just makes me feel good. I thought you gave that to Nesbitt already. No, I was going to, but he came back to life. Oh. <laughs> um, you should give him your spear that's been envenomed. He would Puppy be impressed Birdman? by that. Yeah. yeah, she's really into that. She's not sure if being in love is the same as wanting to eat someone, but she's really in love. I guess kind of, yeah. <laughs> what is love? And then she's going to do... Um, should I do Helmet Splitter or Overwhelming Strike? Helmet, helmet Splitter. splitter. Helmet Splitter? Mm-hmm. Spend some momentum. Absolutely. And Fuck momentum? This guy oh, yeah. up. How much Fuck momentum should I spend? Uh, I mean, you have I mean, three. Fuck it up. I'm expecting three? the attack of opportunity to lay you out. Yeah, you we're going to do the attack. We're going to resolve the attack of opportunity first. Okay. okay. It rolls 13. Uh, my dodge is 13. Because you are adjacent to me when you were invoked, you get plus one for being adjacent to me. Sweet. So that's 14. Yeah, I'll Math. allow it. That misses. Yas. So, uh, so Galen's going to spend three momentum. One for each doki. One for each doki. She's Whoa, so she's going doki, doki, doki. I've never even heard of that happening. That's like crazy love. Galen's going to spend three momentum to do helmet splitter on her soon-to-be boyfriend. All right, let's see it. <laughs> Get Bust this crit. Dome. Get this crit. <laughs> she ain't. 
Math. Well, um, I got an 18 on my 20, but then I add my whatever. No, you add all of those three oh. dice. Your dexterity, which is five. 28 plus five. 29 plus five. So 29 plus five is? 29 plus five is... She's like looking in our faces for the number. <laughs> <laughs> the 18 on the die would have hit. So, yeah. good job. You're welcome. I really do feel that this helps so much with just basic arithmetic. Not so far. All right. I mean, <laughs> I've gotten faster. Oh, yeah. that's a heavy faster. burn. You really have. You yeah. roll 3d12 You're now. Uh, 1 plus 4 is 5 plus 8. 13? 14. Plus. 13 plus 2, 15. 15 damage to Calavon. And Surprisingly low end helmet splitter. Drop, the, drop yeah. that venom. Drop that venom. And oh, he's and, in venom. And he's in venom. Since I use momentum, can I can I t- say something? Absolutely. Okay, so Galen is like heart eyes. Her like feathers are throbbing. She's so in love, and she stabs him. <laughs> does she try and wink she at goes, him? <laughs> she does. At the end, after she gets him, she goes hiya, and then she like tries to wink at him, but it's like more like a wink wonk because she can't wink. She's ready for Puffy Boy. He's at Calavon got the picture there. Yeah. He, he definitely knows <laughs> that you love him. He's envenomed with your love. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I like it. The quadrupedal one moves to engage Kelton. 14. Hits. Does 11 damage. Calavon, swift action, puts malediction on Galene. <gasps> says, how can you do this to me? I thought you loved me. <laughs> I love you, puffy boy. <laughs> <laughs> then feel my love. My burning passion disengages and burning lance at Galen. Ooh. That's a natty 18. Rude as heck. Oh, I saw how much damage this did the first time it hit someone. Yeah, it sucks. Significantly less. Yeah. 15 damage to Galen. I like that Galen is like Selena's manager. He just loves someone so much you have to murder them. Galen takes malediction damage as well. Aw, man. So that's another two damage. It bypasses your armor because it's all part of one hit. Nesbitt is rattled, freaked out, not even particularly happy with uh, his own allies at this point. He's uh, <laughs> he's on the ground. Oh. Am I? You are he's on, on the, the ground. ground. Okay. Yeah, he just grabbed me by the lapels. I, mm-hmm. I pictured him picking me up, but yeah, I guess no, I, I would still down. be on the, on the ground. Yeah. You got a thing, though. Yeah, I do. You got a thing. What's your thing? Uh, so uh, Nesbitt, having just woken up, immediately uses rising attack. He moves half his speed, takes a basic attack without provoking, and stands up at the end of it. Okay, that's really great for this situation. Love it. Yep. In doing so, he got around to the other side of the bipedal ice golem opposite Kelton. Now he's flanking, so that basic attack is going to have sneak attack. Ten. That is a miss. God damn it. (laughs) But, good job. You're now up and uh, fancy free. Kelton is going to use a passive feature, which is stratagem, which when an ally uses a scene or daily and misses, he can make a basic attack and try to stop them from losing it. And he would still have benefited from the move that he gained, even if he lost it. Ah, oh, that would be so good. And it cost him nothing to right, do Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. We really should be dancing around melee targets. With Other him. than an encounter, right? No, it's a passive. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. As many times as... That's awesome. 11. On the die. On the die, does that? Yeah, so it's still you add your dexterity. Hit. It, it goes with my dex. It's a melee attack. Yeah. Okay, so thirteen. Thirteen hits. Nice. What does it do? Damage one. 
It's an attack. You like you are attacking him. Oh, it's just an axe. Yeah, yeah. Attack. It's okay. Just whatever your yeah. The idea we- is that one weapon damage, right? The yeah. the flavor behind it is they go to do a scene, and when it fails, you're like, haha, that was actually a maneuver we practiced. It was ah, so like, we, we faked you out, which is yeah. fucking perfect for mm-hmm. Kelton. Eight damage, and you get your scene back. All right, sweet. Yeah, boy. Uh, do I really though? Since I have paranoia and can't be granted moves. That's no. You can't be granted an attack action so like, from somebody okay. else or a so movement was, action. Uh, so he couldn't, you know, tell me to take the shot, but yeah. I can right. just recover my scene ability. Yes, because it was a movement you guys had practiced. Right. That good. We practiced you being dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <you> know, <laughs> and then we did practice that a lot earlier. Yeah. Just you know what's funny is it actually does seem like it's something you practice because you're like oh I got hit oh no yeah. and he goes oh no he's dead and then you <laughs> you slither underneath this thing and he's like ha just kidding I got you like, it's, <laughs> like when you see a little kid like scooching on their back <laughs> the ice golems aren't paying attention <laughs> that's really funny Esmond is going to do a number of things with his move action he's going to move into Rage of Puffy Boy he's going to hit with one of his fireballs on the bipedal golem move the other one closer and spawn a new one before casting Flaming Pillar on Calavon. Okay. What's the damage from the... Five. Five. From the so those are like board. magic missiles. Like, they yes. don't have a hit, but you just mm-hmm. have to keep maintain them. Oh, that's really cool. It's, it's that when you spawn them, they can't just move with you beforehand. Yeah. That gets, like, it's super messy. Yeah, but the Useful. balance is that you don't have to roll the hit. I'm so going to use two momentum. All right. Calavon. Damn it, this is going to suck. Eight. Seventeen. Just... Hits. Yes. How exciting. 11 damage. Uh, that was really good. Plus one momentum. Yay, that is yeah. a very effective turn. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. I love those fucking fireballs. Obed is very concerned about the significance of the hits that have landed. Obed is going to disengage forward adjacent to the quadruped and Kelton, and he's going to do Renewing Assault against the biped. Okay. And I'm going to spend two momentum. Alright. 18. 18 hits. Sweet. Uh, So 12 damage, and I'm going to put my Renew on Kelton. Is this on his turn or your turn? Is he healed? Uh, one ally within five spaces of the enemy gains my composure, which is not much. It is one plus your endurance, though, which is four. High. Yeah. So at the start of their turn, okay, which is now, nice until the end of the scene. I really hope Calavon looks a little haggard. We're in love. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hit him Galena's with it. I hit him with everything I got. Yeah, yeah you fucking rogue star died, huh? You did. For Kelton's turn, I'm going to use two momentum with Helmet Splitter against the Quadrupedal Ice Golem. All right. 11. Yeah. Against the Quadruped? Yeah. That is a miss. That's right. Oh, with momentum. I should have used three momentum, but that's fine. Damn, I'm a D20. It's a natty two. Your swing overextends yourself, and mm-hmm. catch your balance, you drop your shield. Oh dang. Shit. Ugh. It'll take your move action to try to pick it up, but doing so will provoke. Okay. You did say they're four times the size of Kelton. Yeah. And he doesn't give a fuck about that shield. Okay. <laughs> so he is going to stay exactly where he is. Cool. Like, he meant, did he mean to drop his shield? Is he like, is he like, that's on purpose, you idiots? <laughs> he he wants you guys to think that. Calavon's turn. He's furious. 
been hit by everybody. Has not been hit by Nesbit yet, but cannot ignore. But he still fucking hates Nesbit. <laughs> cannot ignore the love of his life. <gasps> Puppy daddy. Oh, oh god, no. <laughs> Venomed. He is venomed. He is envenomed. He takes venom damage. Uh, two damage. Getting close to something here, guys. I know. I'm going to hate it. I hate when we get close to something. I oh, hate you're going to love it. I hate it that we're close to something because I'm all out of tricks. <laughs> it is going to be so fun. Kayleen, even though she's been maledicted, she is going to use Overwhelming Strike of Love. So just picture Overwhelming Strike, but then in the same kind of vibe as Sailor Venus with like the hearts everywhere. <laughs> and Yes. And the peace sign. That's I don't an know anime if, thing. Oh, no. I got that one. I don't know if she has fingers. She's a bird. She's got fingers. She's okay. She, yeah. She so, holds things. I don't know. She gets hold with her feathers. Well, Sailor Venus didn't have feathers. She was a movie star. <laughs> she could have worn feathers. She didn't have this, All right. We're writing this down. <laughs> this is an anime. Yeah. I told you guys this. That Max knows a lot about. You know the career of one of the Sailor yeah, Scouts. I, I did yeah. not know that she was Mars a is a priest and a t- priestess in a temple. She She's is. She's shrine maiden. Right? Yeah. Shrine the other maiden. ones are just school children. Fuck. Right? I did know the shrine maiden one because I'm a Jupiter Mars. Those are my two. Oh, you're a shipper? No, I ship them with me. Um, I got a natty one. That is you using a piercing weapon. Do you know what that means? No. You that is fucking a crit. crit. Boy! <laughs> so time for some math without dice. The fuck? What do you mean? Pretend that you had rolled the highest number on each of the dice and add your strength. What? How many dice? Read. Look. Keith, how many dice? How? Okay, but it's plus. So do I do 6 plus 12 plus 2? Good. Yeah. yeah. Do I add this one? No. no. Oh, okay. Then it's 20. Yeah. That's. Wow. That hurt. She's he, feeling shy. The golems <laughs> vanish. Oh, Yay! shit! You see him cough from the strength of that strike, and their shattered pieces twirl and whirl and surround his body, and then attach to his body as ice armor. Fuck. Uh, um, that's pretty cool. I know this is just at the right time, but you're fucking welcome. Okay? <laughs> Ain't yeah. dead yet. No, but I killed those rock things that y'all were, like, so obsessed about when y'all could have been obsessed about the love of my life. I've been trying to keep people standing. Uh, who cares about Weasel Man? He doesn't even pay us. He disengages from Gaylene, and ice grows on the ground. From the center of the room, it gets so cold, and ice spreads out. And then fire comes out of his other hand, which heats the ice and turns it to water. And then when the fire turns off, everything freezes again and is super slick. Everybody in the zone, which is Gaylene, Nesbit, and Kelton, take 3d8 damage. Jesus Christ. A good roll. That was 15 damage. And if you move more than two spaces on this, you have to beat 10 on a dexterity check or you are knocked flat. Gaylene and Kelton take malediction right. damage as well. Gaylene takes five more damage. Kelton takes seven more damage. My health is at currently seven. She's like getting kind of heartbroken. Nesbit is going to step out of the zone here and start circling around. Starting to circle around and then he's going to throw his shadow of death towards the back of the area just over Caliban. I got a question about that black ice. Yes. Does it look like I can melt it? Uh, let's say yes. It does look right. like you can melt it. But it would take a while. It's a, it's covering a large area. All right. 
I would say you can melt as many spaces on your turn as you can affect with fire. So if you did like a line? Mm. But then his feet might get wet. Yeah, that's true. He's <laughs> that's a fish. Fine. He would hate that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to pick the center right there and cast Burning Lance. All right. With my fireballs, I'm going to move that left-hand fireball and make a path right direct in f- directly in front of Obed. And then I'm going to use the other one to make another path in front of there. Oh, and then I'm going to spawn shit, another that one. that owns. All right. That's really cool. Well, Obed sees the ice part in front of him. So he's going to move forward so I can be within range of everybody. And I'm going to cast my Dazzling Ray at Gaylene. That's seven health for you. First thing Kelton is going to do, he is going to grab his shield with a movement action to put him back up at five armor instead of four. Secondly, let's have Nesbitt use a heal on Gaylene the Conqueror. Obed. Go ahead, Nesbitt. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know where we are Who we are Where we are Lifesteal on Gaylene no. okay. Five It is now Calavon's turn He is envenomed And in shadow of death I need a d4 from both of you Oof One Alright so Four venom damage And how much Two Two Malediction on Nesbit. Gaylene is going to move one space. She's still in love, uh, so she's going despite to, all of this. She's here for the long haul, man. Oh, she's committed. Uh, she's gonna do. Should I just stick with overwhelming strike? Uh, sweep the legs. She does have the ability to uh, trip him. Yeah. Oh, should I try that? Actually, yeah. That okay. that sounds pretty cool. That sounds fun, that, right? Uh, it's seven plus five. What is that, 12-ish? Yep. 12-ish, yes. Yes, 12 misses. Aw, bummer. All right, now it is his turn. I think he's most afraid of Gaylene. Yeah, <gasps> I think that's reasonable. Uh, yeah, I, I, definitely I reasonable, went. yeah. Okay, I think he's... Afraid he, of her love. Yeah. Even just well, as yeah, a exactly. caster. Like a, he's not afraid of commitment <laughs> because he's committed very heavily to a lot of things. And not Gaylene. First impressions are hard. It doesn't matter. But he does, you feel burning passion from him. Because he casts Burning Lance and hits with a natty 15. 12 damage plus 3, so 15 damage. Nesbitt is going to just double move so that he's right up alongside Caliban. Okay. Puffing out my chest. Hey, buddy. Hadn't seen you in a while. You're still not as puffy. You fiend. I'm going to use Burning Lance. Oh, shit, I missed. What is the range on Burning Lance? 10. 10. Obed is going to cast Dazzling right from where he's standing in what was the Black Eye straight through to Gaylene and Nesbitt. Six health for both of you. Now Obed is going to move up to provide flanking for Nesbitt with his reach weapon. What's your health at now? Uh, 15. 20. Kelton is going to move four spaces into the Black Eyes, moving towards Calavan, and then for his attack action... I would like to have Obed use another Dizzy Blast hip thrust on Gaylene. And you get plus one to your hit for that. Yeah, 16. 16 is a miss against Calavon. Wow. Okay. Calavon's turn. He is envenomed. Four. Calavon casts Malediction on Obed. Okay, Gaylene's going to move forward one square. She's going to use Overwhelming Strike... Uh, 11 plus 5 is 16. 16 to hit? Yas. 17 to hit. 
Why? Oh. Because she's adjacent to me and I'm aspect, aspect of, of hope. hope. Oh, that is a hit. 17 to yeah. hit. Yeah. Uh, seven? Seven plus two is nine. Plus two is 11. 11 damage? Yes. Okay. He vanishes. I just want to say this again. You're welcome. That, that he's not dead? doesn't necessarily mean that he's gone. Who cares? You're welcome. <laughs> he... As someone who watches a lot of anime, you should probably know that's probably not a good thing. <laughs> oh, what if it was his clone, like in the Naruto? When you strike him, the ice of his armor sets off clouds of smoke, and he vanishes. <gasps> and, like a smoke bomb. Yeah, and teleports three spaces away. He's no longer being flanked. He's, he sees both of you, and it is his turn. So he uses Burning Lance on Obed. Uh-oh, Galen. Because he could not have hit him before, and now he's very excited that he gets to kill your only healer. Rolls a natty one, which is not a crit on, on a staff. <laughs> Yay! So, <laughs> and now it is Nesbit's turn. Nesbit is going to run up on him, just waiting for somebody else to uh, get on the other side of him. Okay, cool. Attack action withheld. Esmond is going to move northeast six squares. Another burning lights. Ten. Miss. Obed is going to move forward to provide flanking to Nesbit. I kind of want to do a lot of damage at this point, so I'm going to do... Do your combo. Remembered Past, and then my Rippling Lunge. Yeah. Oh, shit. This is the Obed special. All right. I love it. I like his Rippling Lunge. That's already a hit. Yeah, that's uh, 15. No, I'm sorry, that's 19. 19 hits. Okay. That That was a natty one and a natty two on the 2d12s. 10 damage with Rippling Lunge. Nesbit is taking his attack action that had been withheld. He's going to uh, three momentum, try to split that dome. All right, split it. 17. Exactly enough. Yes. <laughs> that would have been rough. Yeah. Is we, he dead? We, we have critical No, 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 that's a just a hit. Oh. All right. So, uh, not, not even against him. It was against the Colts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Who were 11 and 13 to hit. That's my sneak attack damage plus double weapon on each. Mm-hmm. Now a question, my wind dagger Not does multiply. the Okay. So here's that uh max you were talking about, seven dice at a time. Do it. <laughs> 10 17 21. Calavon crumples and is not dead but completely defeated. You guys beat him. Galen takes four of his feathers. He's down and he's wheezing. He's running on momentum and you hear... (laughs) When you turn around, Forsha is staring at you, her hands on the railing as she looks at you standing over Calavon's crumpled body. I really appreciate you taking care of that idiot for me. You're welcome. This barrier... This barrier here doesn't, doesn't block sound. And all his squawking was starting to be distracting. And I, don't give me that look, Nesbit, you prat. Oh, don't make a big deal, but do a good job. She hated you, mate. Absolutely hated you. I, I still can't believe you bought this. If it's any consolation, you were the best she'd ever had. Um, excuse me. Why do you sound different than you did before? What the fuck is this? Who the fuck? That's Forsha. He says, oh, Kelton, she never got your number, you know that? She didn't know the whole time. It's seven. <laughs> <laughs> Plus one momentum. The timing of the sip on that beverage. I almost, I'm just like, I want to give him three of mine. (laughs) She didn't know you were this whole time. 
A con man. Game recognized game. Archaeologist. Mm. <laughs> I mean, don't tell these guys. Speaking to not Forsha in Forsha? Who the fuck are you? I mean, not that it matters, but my name's uh, Sildrand. S- Could you spell that? No. Oh, so you can't spell. Great. Uh, not, not yet. So were you locked away in one of those lockets? Yeah, mate. You, you figured it out. Yeah, that's right. And she turns around, starts manipulating the things. He goes, oh, yeah, and uh, from what I understand, some of my mates are in here, too. It's going to be a bad day for this place. It's like one of those stories. You ever read those stories where, like, a guy does something bad, he wakes up in a new body, like some fantasy land? That's, uh, <laughs> this, no. is a, this is an inside joke between Max me and right now. Max a- absolutely never read these stories. I have. <sighs> is that no. some weeaboo shit? Yes. I'm surprised you know that. Too. You must be the archaeologist, really. <laughs> he says, yeah, it's just I never thought I'd get a second chance like this. They pitch something very different. But I wake up, I know how to do all this. This is it's really worth the time spent. Who the fuck are you? Where do you come from? Well, I mean, obviously not the nicest life before now, but now I get to turn over a new leaf any way I want. They told me that for my crimes, I would be shipped somewhere else. But thanks to you lot. I get to be reborn in this incredible body. The violence this form is capable of is just, I've never seen it before. Oh, you're welcome. Esmond, you, you were on to something, right? It was shitty people. Can I do a magic check while he's talking just to see if there's anything like about, like, possession or... Yes, you may. 20. You have heard legends. 25, sorry. You've heard, like, legends about things that swapping bodies and stuff like that. Nothing with a device like this. You don't think that this is related to the stuff that you've heard. Okay. And there's a lot of stuff in this area right. that is definitely not magic, right. but appears to be. It's the weird yeah. science stuff. Mm-hmm. You like violence? Uh, muzzle red from blood. Yeah. The whole front of her fur is just caked gross blood. Uh, we do violence. So, yeah, you're pretty good at it too. I just wish we'd met on a different circumstances. Well, especially you, Esmond. You caught my eye, but the rest of you, I He's don't know. He's pretty good at violence, but why don't we all, like, do violence together? Yeah, mate. Well, you know, I in my day... Was that yesterday? I knew some people that would put you lot to shame. And he holds up the amulet. If her memories are right, I know how to fix all this. So, I really appreciate you. And he's holding up the amulet. That psychic scream from earlier uh. rips through all of you. And... That is a 15 against dodge. Sure-footedness, basically. Mm-hmm. Raise your hand if it hits you, yes. so I can just say this. The people who could be affected are Kelton, Galen, and Nesbitt. And I need you to roll a d20. Add your composure. If you beat oh. 12, you're fine. 20 and composure? Mm-hmm. Can we use momentum? Oh, I'm exactly 12. Okay. Well, 12 Nine. is good. 9. Can we use momentum? Yeah. Yeah, nat 20 plus 3. So nat 20, you get your, your get your momentum back. Nice. Hell yeah. I like that roll. Yeah, that's that good feels roll. good. Because <laughs> there's the only time when you would look at a 20 and go like, son of a bitch. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so Nesbitt is also knocked flat, grabbing his head, rolling around on the ground. Ah, God, this again. I fucking had it with this. A pale glow from below starts to shine on her fur. Like apparent from the bottom of the pit? Yeah, very faint. And then you hear like a a light chorus, like a chanting sound. And it's like... Familiar to what we heard with the children? Very. He grabs the railing, looks over the edge, and goes, Oh, shit. You gotta be fucking kidding me. And he turns around and starts manipulating the controls. He does something, and you see an orange glow beneath it. You hear like a... And it sputters out. Oh, shit. And looks up and says to himself, you got to activate it from the inside. And he turns around and says, hold tight, lovelies. And he goes to turn to run. A brown form slams into him from the north and knocks him down toom, 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 to a level of the scaffolding below. And the barrier evaporates. Let's fucking get over there. Well, I'm on the ground. Oh, I help yeah. you up. Yeah. Yeah. Can, I think you're still writhing. I was actually going to see, is there anything worth value on Calavon? Because I, Can he talk? Are you wanting to walk over to Caliban? I would, yeah, Kelton wants to walk over to Caliban. All right. As you do, you hear a light wheezing like a... <laughs> you can't stand against the master. How can you hope to stand against him? He's magnificent. The master will destroy you all, faith against faith. We killed you. Yes, but the master is, is eternal. Um, okay. Hey, could you talk less crazy? So what happened? Like, why is Forsha like that? Blasphemies built upon blasphemies. You are all cursed. Cursed this place. It will consume you all. My love, that is just very rude. You know nothing of love, you cretins. By the way, shit is happening. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like things are, like, this is not, like, if you just want to chill out with, with this guy, like, that's fine. Do I have to roll to beat him to death with my shield? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an auto hit. Um... Is yeah. it an auto crit? He's helpless. I mean, yeah, he's on the ground. I would just like to put my shield into his head twenty to thirty times. Uh, I don't think it takes that much. You're welcome to do it that many yeah, times. Yeah, I think that's that's too much time spent. Yeah, the entire time he's doing. Fuck you, bird. Fuck you, bird. This has been building up for a very long time. Search his body. Yeah. You find the staff. You find all that. I mean, if you're spending What's time this? searching his body, shit is happening. Right, like, it is loud. There's shit going on across the thing. Like, if you just want to check out from all of it, that's fine, but it's no, it, it's it's not going to wait for you. Okay, I killed him. All right, let's go. Let's climb into the pit. Cut and lead the way. Okay. Are we climbing down scaffolding? How do we descend? Well, you'd have to cross the gap. <laughs> you're like, I brought the rope from earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it off at the top. Yeah. <laughs> How do we think we can get across this gap? It's a 10-foot gap, mm-hmm. which means that it's it's not difficult to jump. Okay. But you can take extra measures to try to get across. Fucking jump. Yeah, jump. All right, you jump. So, Am I still getting up? Like, Yeah, so, so now I'll say that Nesbit is able to get up, but you're still, I mean, you're still paranoid. Yeah, I still got paranoia, and I just got my dome rattled again. I need you to beat 10. For the jump? 
It's strength for everybody. All right. Shit. One of those may be scary. 17? Kelton <laughs> did not beat 10. Okay. Uh, 21. 20. I did not beat 10. Okay. You try to jump across and you fall. You hit a lower level of scaffolding that is closer to the wall. And you take, because you fall 20 feet, oh. 11 damage each. Well, so uh, we'll do, actually, this is not AOE damage, so we'll do, yeah, that's we'll do it individually. That's Obed true. takes 11. Kelton takes two. What? <laughs> Snake oh, eyes. Of course. Oh, <laughs> Did you guys feel something? <laughs> Lands on his feet like, yeah. oh, my <laughs> ankles. <laughs> and that, and I'm assuming that that's not mitigated by any armor, right? No. Yeah, Absolutely not. not be, yeah. We are going to do this in combat order. Okay. All right. But it's going to be theater of the mind. Okay. Okay. Kelton and Obed are on this level below on a metallic railing that the rest of you are on a higher level of. They're 20 feet below you. There is a smooth surface next to you. Nesbitt, Galene, and Esmond are next to the controls that Forsha saw. If you look up, you see a higher level above you with stairs on your left side that will lead up to it, and there is an open door. Below you, there are stairs leading down. Kelton and Obed are down there, and a level below that, you see Silrand fighting this thing and hasn't even gotten his bearings yet. Below that, because you can see through some of the scaffolding as well, you can hear the faint noise of running water, and you see a tide of pale light coming in beneath this structure and starting to climb the scaffolding. Hundreds of children with that soul curse upon them. Ooh. Hey, leathery thing, we saved your life before. <laughs> Kelton, what would you like to do? What is the leathery thing? Have we met the leathery thing before? We saved it, remember? The thing that the, uh, the robot was trying Colossus uh, was pinning to the wall. Oh, well, it was trying to or get out holding, through the hole. Yeah, holding, it. yeah, holding out of the duct, rather. Yeah, We're 20 feet below them? Yes. One level below. One level 20 feet. below. Yeah. And there's stairs leading up. And they can lead down? Yes. It sounded like you said that uh, Silrand and the Master were below them? Yes, 20 feet even further. So, okay. So one level further a, down. So they're on a lower level. So level one is Silrand and Master. Level two is mm-hmm. Kelton and Obed. Obed. Mm-hmm. Level three is the rest of the party. Level four is a door. That leads inside. Inside to what? This, whatever this thing is. I want to go up into the door. Your call, boss. Mean. You're first in order, so... Okay, how far is, it, is the door? It's 40 feet directly above you, which is not the same as the amount of distance you'd have to travel. I, yeah. I'll say if, if you spend your entire turn moving, I'll let you stand up and get to the bottom of the stairs. That sounds good to me. Okay, and, so Kelton, and from there, you'll be able to go up or down, depending on what you want. Okay. Kelton is going to stand up and move to the bottom of the stairs. Okay. Kaylin's going to move towards the open thing. So you're going to try to climb up a yes. level and move towards the door? Okay, yes. you get to the stairs. You start climbing up the stairs. You get to near the top. You're not on the level yet, but you're near the top of the stairs. So you hear Silrand screaming. He's like, oh, you fucker! And you look down, if you're glancing, and you see ice forms where axes and daggers and anything that Silrand can think of is just being created and exploded on the fly as it just slams into the form of this leathery creature. Exhibiting a ferocity you never think Forsha would ever be capable of, including like a knowledge of weapons and tactics that she it's just not in her wheelhouse. Hey, somebody find that amulet. If you look down, there is about 175 feet of this structure below you to the bottom. Jesus. And you don't see the amulet anywhere. You can assume that it went over the railing, went down, and you hear the sound of running water, but you see these creatures, these children... Uh, all down there. 
Gaylene, the fuck are you going? I'm following, I guess. Jesus Christ. Can't believe I'm following this one. The creature, the leathery creature, you see its form shift as its limbs and things that look like tentacles and things that look like large hands slam into Silrin's defenses of immediately conjured shields. The movements are not precise compared to Silrin's, but it has way more limbs. Under a leathery hood, a face comes out that is misshapen, misformed, looks up at all of you, and fixates its gaze at you. You feel a psychic scream reach out, but it's very controlled in this sense. It's not filled with the fury and the rage like it was before. And it fails. It rolled in that I thought you were going to say, and it Fuck you. No, I saw it teetering on On the edge of 17 and 3. And then in your character sheets, you all die. I was going (laughs) to flip the table if it looked at us and said, Oh, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Is Vaughn Vaughn become the master? Yes, it just bonded with all the octopi. Happy with all those octopus people. Became a true one man show. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. (laughs) How far away in straight distance are they from me? If you have to run the full distance, no, no, like leaning down forty feet. Is that four square? (laughs) You do not have line of sight. You can see them through slats in, okay. the, in the grating. Going up a level. Getting next to Galene. Yep. All right. We have no context and we have no idea what no. we're supposed to do or even who the master I'm not, is. I'm not criticizing. I'm just... Y'all I'm, should I'm have accurate. listened to Galene. She never wanted to be in this hole. So you see the master starts to batter Silrin back and Silrin looks up and says, Wait for me! Wait for me! No. <laughs> Obed is going to stand up and follow suit and try and catch up with Kelton at the bottom of the stairs. Okay, you do the same. You're able to make it, no problem. So now you two are a level below the rest of you. Round one is over, and you hear a familiar sound. Shit, that thing. Good. Yeah. The entire structure that you're on shifts to one side as the ground beneath it collapses. And you see a gaping maw below as several of the soul-torn children fall in. The whole thing lists to the north as this thing tries to climb its way up and devour the thing that you're on. Jesus. Good. There is so much happening. Yes. I don't even... So it's the same creature from before? Yes. They found an alternate route. Duh. What happened to Forsha and Leatherface? What's that? What happened to Forsha and Leatherface? Weren't they oh, they're at the still bottom? just duking it out as hard as they can. Oh. They're still way above that. Oh, okay. Like, you, 20 feet. Us, 20 feet. Them, 150 feet to the bottom. Oh, how far away is the thing? That far. The ground has opened up beneath this structure. Oh, sucks to be them, huh? Mm-hmm. Ah, fuck it. Let's go up. Okay, going up. Kelton makes it halfway up the stairs that Gaylene, Nesbit, and Esmond are at. Okay. Good news, that uh, that creature's back. We can go fight it. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute that's Kelvin. on our list oh, but all we have to do is go down you gotta well, go up first to go down you know no that's a common saying yeah a caravan, caravan. saying caravan is saying yeah. look I lived in a caravan Never heard that. Kayleen continues upwards. You're on the landing. There is an open door, and I'm assuming you step inside? Heck, yeah. Okay, before I go into it, is anybody else doing the same thing? We are all doing that, my dude. Okay, so you all tear ass off of the landing into 
the open door at the top. And as you step in, you see several blue ghostly shapes come to life and lift off of surfaces in the shape of what looks kind of like tolden hands in, in directions. And you see a red triangle between them that flashes. So all of you are running in there. So Silrind manages to create a spear, shoves it through the guts of this thing, kicks it, and the spear explodes. The master is off of him, and he just starts running to try to catch up with you guys. Nesbit, you did the same thing as Galen. Yep. Followed the up. master goes next. The master calls out with a psychic scream to all of you. And fails. Yes. God. This is disappointing because this would have been very fun <laughs> if it did a thing that I, I'll tell you afterwards what yeah. it could have All right. The master goes again. Uh-huh. I do the same thing. Yeah, because oh, Esmond's in this door. Master goes again. One of its tentacles catches the railing so it doesn't fall to its death. Jumps back up and just starts duking it out again with Silrund. The children below have started to make serious progress up the body of this thing. Obed follows as well. Where is Obed? Obed and Kelton are at the same... We were at the yeah. bottom of the stairs, mm-hmm. and so now we have caught up halfway yeah. up to the... Up the landing. Okay. And you hear that the whole structure shifts again. There's like a metal rending sound. The stairs that you're on, trying to get up the landing for the scaffolding, start to detach from the body of this structure. Not very much, but a little bit. Plus two. Fourteen? Yes. Hit. Okay, Kelton falls down with the shaking of all this going on. It is now Kelton's turn. Because he's got to get up. So how far away are Obed and I from... The door that they've are getting into, like half a flight, right? Yeah, we were no, halfway. You, you go up. up half a flight, and it's another ten feet. You're, you're you could make it no problem. Make it no problem. All right, let's. I'm going to do that. Okay, so you run in, get in the door. You see the same thing that they do, mm-hmm. and Galen, it's your turn. Is Galen already up there? Oh yeah, you're in the room. She touches the red triangle. Oh, oh well, come on! <laughs> Would All right, Galen touches the red Would triangle. Would you leave oh. me? Galen touches the red triangle. <laughs> Josh is so God fucking excited. <laughs> no, he's so pissed. Bye, Obed. And the same sound you heard when Silrend was messing with the stuff from before. The chorus starts to sputter. That until it, as you can feel, kind of intense heat wash in from the door. Now. Silrin goes, oh shit, no, what am I going to do? Oh no! And just tries to get free of the master and can't. You hear the master's voice in all of your head saying, this is an abomination. We all deserve death for perverting the world with its knowledge. Nesbit. However she touched the red triangle, yeah. I'm trying to push it in the opposite direction. You, it, there's no real opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, it's you literally press it a, down. Like oh, a so it's a button. Yeah. Oh. And what else? So was, you're like trying to reach underneath. Yeah, like, like uh, yeah, get, yeah, yeah. get back up. So, get back up. Uh, your little weasel hands. Yes. Go underneath <laughs> this red triangle and try to lift it, and, and they pass like, right through it. <laughs> you notice that if you kind of like wiggle and come back down on top, they make contact with it again. Weird. So what else is in this room? There are a series of windows. So this room is is pretty large, probably about 40 feet in diameter. And there are windows showing you the surrounding area, which is exactly as bland as you would expect it to be. And there are what you would think used to be seats, but there's no, like, organic material on them. They're just metal housings for something that look like you could sit in them. This is going to be like sunshine. Do you know how that movie ends? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be dope as hell. I hope I'm Chris Evans. 
running back to the door and shouting down. You notice that when you run to the door, the door itself has begun to slowly close from the top. Oh, shit. It is starting to come down. There is a voice that is coming out that is speaking in a very controlled tone that's like, while this is happening. That's like hands and feet inside the vehicle. It's a countdown in ancient guff. (laughs) (laughs) Nesbitt gets plus four momentum. (laughs) And again, a psychic imploring comes to you. Oh, 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 no. Obed, my dear friend, does it stop people from running? Is that a thing it does? Definitely. It does not. It's a natural 20. Everybody dies. Mm. No. Rocks fall, everybody dies. It's, it's a natural 20. You get to roll something to see how badly it affects you. All right. <laughs> this is great. I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. This is great. You have to beat a 13. On with what? your composure. With this thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm 12 with composure. Oh! <laughs> Three. Fifteen. I'm spending four momentum. <laughs> oh, we can spend momentum? Yeah. Yeah. You can always Do you spend want to spend momentum? momentum? Yeah. Okay. Especially I'm about to die. You sounded so excited. I don't know. I am very you excited. Passed. Then why would you why would you spend momentum? I wanna I want her to live for the end. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. You're in the capsule. Living to the end sounds great. Fine, I won't use momentum. Oh, I don't care I'm so disappointed in you guys for for spending momentum. I won't. Why? We don't want to die. No, no, no. I mean, it's not good. I didn't even need it. I just passed. You failed anyway, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, no. I got 11. (laughs) (laughs) You critical fail. That's all right. So you, you, oh, this is so good. I'm so excited about this. I think, I think you're about to be very excited about this too. I'm gonna hate this. I was gonna spend three, and then you were like, oh no, I think I Galen and Kelton. Yeah. Failed. I got eleven or twelve with my. Okay, so you didn't beat thirteen. I failed hard. Esmond, unaffected. What happened? I'm gonna sit down in a chair. Okay, yeah, you you just get down. Your tail does not seem to fit, but you can kind of... You don't care, you're just figured out. Are there hand marks in front of me? There are no hand marks in front of me. Where are the hand marks? I didn't understand. The hand marks... Sorry, the hand marks look like they have risen from an area that looks like a console. Okay. They are not in front of any of the chairs at the moment. I'm not fucking with them until Obed's in. Yeah, I sit down. Okay. Obed. Master. 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 I know. Okay. Oh. Does this count as a combat technically, the way that we've been moving? Yes. I haven't picked an aspect. I'm going to switch to aspect of speed. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. That's fine. And now move as fast as I can. You're in. Were you affected? No. Okay. You just blast through this door. Do you get in there? You feel this structure start to break loose and it starts to drop very slowly. Like it's going to break free of its moorings and fall into the mouth of this creature underneath. Kelton, here's a funny thing. Yes. What just happened is that all of a sudden, Obed was gone, and in his place was the dean of Joe Cat Royal University. Yeah, he was a nice guy. He was pretty cool. He was one of the good ones. Was he? No, I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> he also runs into the room with you, and then you look around, and around you 
are shapes representing just confusing arrays of enemies that you've run up against. You see the smoke dancer. She's back. You see a goose and a duck that look very familiar. You see some fucking nerds. <laughs> you see students who laughed at you. And just Esmond already. Just He's just stole the same. But he's not where he was sitting before. These students who laughed at me are back from the dead? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, they are. In that case. And somebody looks vaguely like a mole. It's cool with that mole. He did, it was funny when he ate Obi. <laughs> <laughs> Kelton is going to drop his axe. Oh, okay. This is bold. Can I do one movement, drop my shield and my axe? Oh, you can. Yeah, yeah. free action. You can just free drop action. anything. Dropping drop anything is yeah. free. All right. He's just going to go fisticuffs with the dean of Jokat Royal University. Give me, a, give me an attack roll. 12 plus 2 is 14. That misses Obed's uh, dodge. <laughs> I wasn't swinging to Obed, though. I was swinging at the dean of Jokat Royal University. Yeah, no, it's just coincidental. Oh, okay. So, uh, how no. weird. Gaylene sees extremely delicious-looking bird people. and Are any of them puffy? They're all puffy. Huh. So you see, like, cockatiels fully <gasps> puffed up. You see some that look like your friends. And then when you look at another one, you look back, it's not your friend anymore. Out of the corner of your eye is your friend again. You see some things that you desperately want to take bites out of. Galen begins to salivate if birds can do that. And uh, she calls for Obi. Hey, Obi, where you go? Nesbit sees, just surrounded by guardsmen, people he may have been involved in the death of that he didn't like, and people that he couldn't fast talk out of forgiving his debts. I'm paranoid, and I'm currently in the doorway that's descending. You were looking down, and when you see, look behind you, you see all this. All of that is behind me. Yes. Did he watch Obed run in? Yes, it ran past you as this was happening. So Obed running inside is somebody that you... Tell me who it is. Who does Nesbit? He's mom. got a score to settle. It's Obed. His, his, mom. his nerd friend, Pete. It's, it's Obed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll flesh this out later. But there was at one point when he first met Forsha, immediately had a crush, but he was already in the midst of doing a deal, like trying to run his scam. And this is the person who fucked it up and made Forsha realize that Nesbitt was a scumbag. Okay. What's his name? Desser Anvok. Desser Anvok. Tight name. Do you want to roll on a race? Yeah, let's fucking roll it. All right. So Desser Anvok, man? Yes. Okay. Guff. Says a lot. Of course. Yeah. Okay. And like a good guy. 61 years old. Cool okay. with that? Yeah. Okay. Desser and Vok. That was Obed running by me? Yes. All right. What does Nesbitt do when he sees Desser and Vok in the flesh? By the way, you, you have to know, not weirded out by this. Like, you see him and you're like, of course. Yeah, because this, like, this is yeah. psychic manipulation. Like, yeah. we, I'm immediately helmet splitter as soon as I see him out of the corner of my eye. Okay. Roll against Obed's dodge. Uh, 18. 18. That hits. Shit, but that was a hell of a roll. That was a good one. Uh, let's see. 8 plus 6, 14, 15. 15 damage to Obed. Nesbit just tagged him. The master tries to maintain also, I'm this. outside. <laughs> I'm no, no. You turned as Obed. Obed's inside. Oh, okay. So I yeah, like... the door was... So you had to... Yeah. Yeah. Because he was moving fast, and I'm like, oh, shit. So the master's going to try to maintain this. He can only maintain it against people he already has done this to. And that is a... Yeah. I, that's a 13. Does that hit anybody? Yep. 
Okay. That's Kelton is still affected. Well, what's yours? 13. Both Kelton and Gaylene are both affected. The door speeds up, shuts. The windows around you, red light blooms in the windows. Esmond. I'm going to go run over and tackle and try and grapple Nesbitt, who just obliterated Obed. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably a good idea. You have to make an attack roll. Yes, 13. Uh, 13. Dodges 14. I so miss. You're adjacent to Nesbitt now. So. You can see Gaylene because you're not affected, right? No, I'm not affected. Okay. I have two health. <laughs> Guess I'm just going to have to heal myself. I don't want to die. I mean, that would be my natural thing. It's a good plan. My natural yeah. thing was to tackle Gaylene, but I don't know she pressed the button. So. Yeah, you're all in this room now. The door is shut. Red light is blooming. You hear rumbling beneath you. You hear the sound of the creature, of the children, just changing with the tenor of all of this. Obed stumbles his way to where some weird hands are. Okay. The red light increases, but then your view of the walls is obscured by smoke. And all of you feel very heavy. And you are thrown to the floor. Uh... Doesn't hurt because it's, it's, it's happening slowly enough that your weight is increasing. And then all of a sudden you are jarred to a stop. And you all hit the ceiling for three damage. And then... I'm so glad I healed myself. <laughs> <laughs> if you fucking knocked yourself I out hitting the I would have died wall. hitting the ceiling. You fall back to the ground. And for three days. <laughs> the sound is so immense that's coming through on every side. Then all of a sudden you feel things start to move again upward and upward and upward. It's pitch black inside except for the light from the console of the, of the floating shapes. Slowly and shuddering the whole time, there's suddenly blue light through the windows. It's hard to stand up and look, but you see the forest around you suddenly disappear and become smaller and smaller and smaller and you sail over it at speeds you've never even imagined before until you're over the ocean and then a huge explosion sounds and you're falling again another explosion and you're falling even faster and then you hear a smaller explosion and your fall is suddenly halted and then slowed and you can get up and look around you alright I'm glad that uh, the ceiling was open for this magical device, and we didn't just it rocket was not, boost into it. Was not it open. was not open. Ooh, good. <laughs> it yeah. was opened, <laughs> but not open. Not quickly enough. All right. What the hell was that? So as you get up and you look out the windows, your smash into the ceiling kind of cleared all of your heads. Oh damn! I thought it was Kelton's turn. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> stuck in here together. <laughs> <laughs> You look out the windows and you see that you are very far from shore. You can see the shore miles away. Probably, if you were to guess, 12, 15 miles from where you are. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. You're slowly descending towards the ocean. And you don't know how this whole structure is going to handle it. And then the impact happens so much later than you expect. It happens right near the window by the time your perspective gets there. And splash, you go under the water for a minute and then come up the door that you had earlier. A light shines from it very faintly with a green triangle. So not guff is what I'm saying. Vandals. <laughs> <laughs> as you feel as though you're on a boat, everything's uh -huh. kind of bobbing around you. 
As one of you presses the green button, the door slowly opens, and you see that you are at sea level in the sea, 12, 15 miles from shore. You've got nothing really to propel you except for your own hands. It takes probably some time and some discussion of what you're going to do. I think me and Obed might just be like, would get out and be like, you want to push? Um, I'm pretty good at swimming. No, I think I'm leaving. What do you mean I'm leaving? S- I'm just leaving. You're just going in the <laughs> I'm ocean? I think I'm just going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Obi, your internship! (laughs) You start pushing this thing or paddling or whatever you're doing towards shore. It's so difficult. It's really hard. This thing is not a boat. It's not built to travel distances over water. And then you see a vessel turning towards you. You start waving to it, and as it comes and approaches you, you see that it's a skimmer vessel. It's Yeoman, a Tolden at the front. Do you want a voice? Yes. Yes. Of course. So bad. 77, who's that? Rocket Raccoon. Yeah! So I told him with the voice of Rocket Raccoon, he's like, what are you guys doing out here? You guys okay? What, what is this? Where do you think this... You're not going to catch any fish in this thing. I have no idea what the fuck I'm going to catch. Scurvy. Does this thing Does this thing look like it's made out of diaries? Well, I need to give... I need to give Galeen <laughs> This contraption? It looks like it's made of a similar material as that okay, area Okay, the pseudo-diron. Yeah, the pseudo-diron. And he says, yeah, come on, come on, come on. I'll get you out of there. All and right. lowers down a ladder, a rope ladder that you can like kind of drag to you and, and pull the thing over, and you, and you get up on there. You make your way back with him. He's a fun guy. Helps you out with all, uh, with all his stuff. Has crazy questions, has good stories. He has still some fishing to do for the day. Does the fishing. Takes you back to the port of Israelion. Israelion. Right. Yeah, quite a ways off your, your mark. Bid you farewell. Doesn't ask for anything in return because it's just like it's just a crazy story, and fishermen are happy to have those. And you make it back to civilization, and time is going to pass because you're far from your dig. There's a lot of things to wrap up after that. I don't know if they're alive. After about a week and a half, the story of you has spread. This contraption that you were picked up on has washed ashore. The story has gotten around. You've sent word back to Nifar to Clan Batarost about what's going on, and including to your own dig site, where you have employees that are doing their thing. Many people get back to you very quickly. Bolivo writes a letter, says he's glad you're okay, thanks you for your help. Not a lot of details. Hey, wants to, Bolivo's still alive. Yeah, Bolivo's still alive. Wants to catch up. Thudart, the representative of Clan Batarost, old contact of Nesbit, makes the trip to Israelion, where you guys have kind of chosen to chill out for a little bit. Gathers you all together says basically, well, I appreciate everything you've done. It appears that the ruin you've uncovered is worth quite a lot, and your service has been exemplary. I mean, the amount of time it it would normally take to uncover something like this is months, years of planning. But situation being as it was, we the unintentional, I'm sure, damage that was done allowed us to move in immediately as a colony. Yes, my... Management skills are exemplary, and uh, we were able to accomplish a lot for you. I only have one question. Please. Did the big bug die? We found pieces of a carapace of a creature that defied our explanation. I would assume that it had been dead for a while before we arrived. You interacted with this creature. That's all I wanted to know. Did you you find Forsha? We uh, we did not find much remains of anything other than that creature. And the surrounding tunnels were filled with enormous chitinous creatures that had been unaffected. And we had to deal with them before moving in. But we have begun the dismantling. 
of the facility, and you'll be very glad to hear that we are now converting the material into a processable version of Dyron. So it's all been a very overwhelming success. Sounds sounds profitable. Extremely lucrative. Is the way forward still a problem? Who? Good to know. Okay, well... That's probably a question for Bolivar. Included in your contracts was not just your daily pay, but a provision for expedient work and profit sharing up to a point. Not only have you exceeded that in our estimation, but we've included a little extra to... Is it a bag of a thousand Ackies? (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking a lot more than that, but that is a great joke, so plus one momentum to Nesbitt. You guys said you wanted the disguise kit. (laughs) (laughs) Says uh, the agreed upon amount has been noted in the local bank. You can each pick up your share. And the extra was included as a thank you and a consideration that if you come across something like this, perhaps you will consider your good friends of the chorus of Baderost. So when you go to the bank to check what has been attributed to you, Nesbitt has 500,000 Ackies. Dope. Esmond has 450,000. Kelton has 450,000, and Galen and Obed have each received 400,000. Nice round number. Four is a good number. There's no way she has any complaints about that. Right. Also, she doesn't know what we made. (laughs) Yeah. And also, 80% of what the manager made is pretty solid. That is, yes. They have probably, not not just including the relics, you would imagine they've probably recovered billions. Oh, Oh, yeah. 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 Obviously, (laughs) yes. Yes. So this is a paltry sum. But again, you Mm. don't have freedom away from that site. Worth it. You don't have much more than this amount. So, like... It seems like an enormous amount, but if you equate these two American dollars, it, it it's a lot, but mm. you could spend it today if you really tried. You also find out that everybody on your dig site that you knew had survived before you went in there has. They're fine. They're going back to nice. Nafar. They are going to live their lives, no problem. They don't resent you not coming back to the dig site because it's done. It's taken over under underground by Baderost. They've been able to move in officially without any political issues. Also, just hearing from rumors, they might have been like, oh, those guys did. were doing insane stuff. Oh, the Avengers left and then didn't come back because they were in space? Fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're going to check in with each of your characters. During the time when they get to Ishraelion, Nesbitt is super focused on trying to get in contact with Baderost and get the financial situation sorted out. And then as soon as that happens, we meet again with Thudart. After that meeting, takes his money. All right, gents, been well short of a pleasure. I'm going to go drinking in Horan. Does so and then gets way too into it for a substantial amount of time as he starts to come to realize feelings that he didn't realize he had for Forsha. Esmond, within two days of getting to Israelion, the first thing he does is goes and tries to find Stido. So Esmond begins to make the trip back to the camp, but before making it all the way there, you know, making about 80%, finds Thudart and Stido already on the way to Israelion, but travels back with him. Kelton, when he gets back, he's going to spend a couple days relaxing in Australian. He knows who to talk to to get things produced. Just from college days, he knows you know which office to go to. Writes down his adventures. Gets spread out. It becomes a famous book. He's going to become a little more, a little more famous. Two weeks after the meeting, people really start to 
pick up on this and it's really on and it spreads out from there the story of this insane adventure of the guff technology that's lying <laughs> hidden in the earth and he is going to become a detective okay he's going to write the stories of his adventures dr professor kelton manigrove Detective at law. P.I. Detective Dr. Professor Kelvin <laughs> Manigrove. Detective Dr. P.I.M.D. Esquire. Esquire. So he is going to be looking for a new adventure for his next book to feed his ravenous audience of people who don't know what actually happened. Obed is going to drag Gaylene to his... <gasps> College graduation? His professor of Savathian Studies and poke Gaylene to tell him that he has accomplished his internship and fulfilled his final obligation of field study in order to get his diploma with a surprising minor in guff studies that he didn't expect to to pick up along the way. The information on the triangles, really, that chapter in your thesis. (laughs) Symmetry and triangles, the true bane of the ancient guff. Yeah, so now he's highly regarded in the field of Savathian studies, having come across more significant ruins that defy all previous expectations. Oh, he is uh, constantly being asked by his peers and other people to provide new information. He's trying to write different articles and things like that, and he realizes that he is actually surprisingly bored of all of the scholarly things. Gaylene, after arriving to this beautiful port city, realizes she's not really into the magnetism of fame that is upon her. Uh, she wants to <laughs> <laughs> refine herself in like an eat, pray, love kind of thing, whatever that mm. means. I've never seen that movie. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that's what her vibe is. She is feeling so many whirling emotions. She's still recovering from heartbreak. She lost a love as well. She did. She's recovering from heartbreak. She'll forever uh, hold his four feathers for his for good luck. What was his name? <laughs> Puffy boy. What was his name, bitch? Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> if you don't say that guy's name, I will shoot myself in the fucking head. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't ruin Gaylene's moment. Sorry. So she's roaming around this beautiful port. She's going to hang out there and, like, eat a lot of food and just try to really be a one with the universe find herself she might get into crystals who knows she's gonna be that guy she's gonna talk to at least 14 managers and none of them are actually going to be the manager she She not talk to the managers out of crystals (laughs) that's the crystal shop (laughs) that's a white castle for you northern listeners so now esmond has written letters not only to Nesbitt, not only to Kelton, but also Obed and Gaylene, offering a an opportunity that is unique in scope, asking to join him in Ashraelion. Gaylene's already there, so why not? That was easy. Like, out of the posse, Esmond is definitely my dude that is going to be the one that's going to unfuck my situation. All right. So okay. I sent him a letter. He doesn't respond. Everyone else, I'm guessing, responded. They're going to be there in a week. Nesbitt doesn't. Esmond finds Nesbitt in a shitty, shitty dive bar. He just sits down next to him. Hey there, buddy. Uh, hey, e- Esmond, sup? I, hey, 
You didn't return my letter. What letter? You're son of a bitch. I know what letter. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, I got I, I, I to show you something. Well, you got to show me. Yeah, just come with me. That stool will be there when you're going back. It better. All right. So Esmond drags Nesbitt around, and uh, it's the same day that everyone, like, he went looking for him the same day that everyone's supposed to show up, and he's given them an address. And I assume everybody's showing up at that address. Obed, with all of his requests for articles and stuff like that, gets this and, like, sneaks out the window Indiana style (laughs) to go and uh, not have to be in an office anymore. Esmond brings Nesbitt and, and I assume, Kelton. Oh, yeah, Kelton. Aileen and Obed are already there. Walks in waving to his adoring populace. And it's out in front of, like, a medium-sized commercial space. What do you think of it? What do I think of fucking what? Is it a nice building? You like it? I mean, it's a building. What is? There's not too many windows facing the right direction. Yeah, it doesn't really flow. You should probably read the sign. Shit, what does that say? I'm still a little fuzzy. It (laughs) says Bizzleby, Mandegrove, and Trod. The fuck does that mean? What the fuck is this shit? Those are our names. I know that's a fucking (laughs) name. (laughs) Why the fuck are our fucking names on this fucking bill? What? What do you? I'm busy drinking, Esmond. What the fuck is this? I thought it would be a good idea to get on the road again. I have a shop girl already. I asked those two to be here. Consultants. <laughs> I'm uh, officially on the payroll. You want to get paid now, do you, intern? Uh, No, no. Uh, I'm sorry. Not intern anymore. I- I'm being brought on for my consulting as uh, as an expert. I just need a manager. Kelton? Yeah. Would you like to be an assistant manager? No. I'm a detective now. (laughs) (laughs) Detective. Doctor Professor. Kelton Mandegrove. But, you know, we're buddies. We can go do violence together if you're gonna stop drinking. I don't need to stop. I just need to slow down. I will never stop. Moderate. (laughs) Moderate level of drinking, maximum level of violence. Yeah, too much drinking messes with your chakras. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Fuck, off. Fuck off! The only way to make that character more unbearable. I know. I know. I'm gonna regret this. She's very. Like 40 year old uh, white lady. She's in tune. Oh god, she's in yeah. tune with she is. the universe. She is. Uh, she gets plus one momentum. <laughs> yeah. You. Valid. Valid. <laughs> so valid. Soups. All right. Yeah. Guess it's about that time to get me some more fucking die right now. I'm kind of glad I already this sign made. That's not cheap. This is a nice sign. It is. I was going to say. It's a very nice sign. Yeah, it was a nice. Uh, yeah, but it's a little uh, small. You forgot uh, me and Obi's name. Hey. Yeah? In due time. So as the five of you stand shoulder to shoulder in the street, looking at your new building and reflecting on all the hopes and dreams that the future may hold. There's a collective sigh of relief and very careful optimism towards what may happen next. And it fades to black. And then it fades in and you see a forest landscape and there is a Krex woman who looks like a like a blue jay wandering through the woods, very worried. She says, Corin, Corin, 
Corrin, where are you? And you hear the sound of running water. And as she gets close to where the small stream would be, a flash of blue light appears. And she says, Corrin, Corrin! And she comes to the stream, and a little blue jay is laying down near the riverbank. And she sits up, dreamy-eyed, rubbing her rubbing her face. She says, Corrin, Corrin, are you okay? Are you okay? And the little blue jay, she looks up at her mother, kind of shocked, very stiff. And her mother gathers her up in her arms and holds her tight. She says, I was so worried. I, I didn't know where you'd gone. And I saw that, Flash, are you okay? Are you okay? And little Corrin smiles and says, Oh, yes, mother. I am now. End of chapter one. Thank you guys so much for holding our hands and joining us down this road for Echoes of the Star Crypt. Chapter one is over, but we hope to bring everybody back soon enough after everybody else gets a chance at bat. But if you want to have adventures like this with your friends... You can always check us out on Patreon. We post all of our rule books and all of our character sheets updated with changes as we make them. And that's at patreon.com slash RPGFS. Even $1 gets you access to bonus content and everything like that, including our hilarious cutting room floor clips that have been edited to be funnier than they actually were at the time. They were pretty funny they at were, the time. They were funny at the time. I enjoyed it. I rely on you making me funnier. <laughs> <laughs> of all the people who are at this table, you might be the least required of that. Take that I'm, I'm saying who some, are currently at the table. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, currently, no, currently there are other. I think there are other people at the table that you think are funny that require more editing. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com/rpgfs. You can find us on Instagram at RPG from Scratch, one word. We're also on Twitter at Homebrew Ombres. So while we bid you adieu, along with the end of chapter one, please make sure to stay safe, stand watch, and get a full rest. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.